0: This is the American Dream, Dusted Roads, son of a plumber daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast.
1: Welcome back, very special episode of the BCP right now, little shameless promo, you are listening to Kingdom Here Come by my good friends in Roulette, guys love the tune each, thank you so much for letting me use it, guys follow Roulette on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, all that good stuff, they got some new tunes coming out, I may or may not have heard some of them already, really really good stuff, but enough shameless promo, right now we want to talk WrestleMania, we want to talk AEW, NXT, Monday Night Raw, lots going on in the world guys, hope everyone is staying safe, we are here to entertain you and talk some wrestling and right now I am thrilled to be joined by the editor-in-chief of popbreak.com himself, hashtag dadinstincts, hashtag you know why Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Mr. Bill Vodkin. what's up bro? Brother
0: Rob, I knew you'd come. No, <laughs> there it is,
1: how you doing man? uh you know socially distancing
0: myself from everything but uh my family and wrestling right now so this is an ample opportunity for me to talk about stuff and i am not uh jameson's sponsor tonight so we're in for an adventure
1: oh boy <laughs> we'll see what happens i i, I think it's going to be great and making his debut on the bob culture podcast the long awaited to debut Of course, he's a staple at independent wrestling shows and wrestling aficionado. Please welcome to the show Mr. J.P. Mayer. What's up, J.P.? How are you, bro?
2: I'm doing good, man. And How are you? It's good to actually finally be on here with you after all the time just talking about, hey, let's do this, let's do this. Now we finally get the chance. Now, while I'm not Jameson sponsor tonight, I am actually sponsored by Shoprite's Bowl and Basket Gallon of Water.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Well, my my brother-in-law works for that for for their corporate, so he'll be very happy to hear you're buying his product. There you go, guys. It's it's full circle here. And JP, welcome. I'm excited to finally have you, man. It's like it's like uh, AJ Styles versus Undertaker, man. It finally happened. <laughs> Yes.
2: But in the case of AG Styles versus the Undertaker that that's happening 10 years
1: too late. Ah, uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. We've we've been saying I I told Bill in the past I want to assemble all the clips of us saying on the show the past 3 years, the Phenom versus the Phenomenal one, you know, we say it every every year and now it's happening. Uh, in a, in a very let's let's face it, gentlemen, a bizarre situation. You know what? Let's address that first. Um, not the elephant in the room, but uh, the WrestleMania plans. You know, we were planning on having the watch party at Buffalo Wild Wings and Brick. That obviously got scrapped. WrestleMania obviously didn't get scrapped like we thought, but has become as yeah. of now a two-night event. Empty uh, performance center. It's interesting. I think it's going to change again. Personally, your guys' thoughts on? Has. What do you got, Bill?
0: Uh, According to I don't work for the WWE, Ryan Satin, um, (laughs) not not a fan, uh, is uh, that it's going to take place in multiple uh, venues, not just the performance center.
1: Oh, right. And the two and the two night event, man, it's uh, it's interesting. Obviously, it's for the safety of everyone and what's going on in the world. It's it's so crazy. Um, Bill, just like your thoughts on on what they're doing with WrestleMania? Do you think they should have postponed, or do you think this is the way to go?
0: I mean, I I mean, let me give the shitty cop out answer of I don't think anyone knows what actually the right answer is because uh, I don't know if we actually, have, like, because ch- everything changes every every day, you know, uh, so for them to to keep it going I guess makes sense because there, there really is no live entertainment right now um, and there's probably basing on the assumption that it's like, hey, we have other shows that are planned we can't, like, scrap SummerSlam, you know, and do WrestleMania. I don't know. They have all the storylines in place, all the players in place. So I guess they just wanted to go with it. Um, It's going to be really weird in front of no people. Um, But I I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, like if they would have canceled it or postponed it and said, hey, we're not doing it just because it's not safe or just logistically, you know, it's just not going to work. I would have been okay with that and I'm as long as all their guys are healthy I I'm okay with this too. Um that's that's how I'm going to go with it. It's not a great answer but that that's my answer.
1: I get what you're saying that the show must go on. Uh JP any thoughts on WrestleMania? Now, I get
2: the whole the show must go on thing and I'm kind of in the same boat as Bill. like I'm not I'm not upset that they haven't pushed that they didn't postpone it because um, I was hearing that they were going to move it to June 7th and have it at MSG.
0: That would be awesome. I, I would have been all for that. actually.
2: Uh, or the 27th. Yeah. Which, I would have been all for that. Would I have gone? No. But knowing the fact that WrestleMania could have been performed in front of fans, I think would have been great. But for some of these guys, this is their big payoff. Like, this is Drew McIntyre's big match coming up with uh, with Brock Lesnar, he got he got Edge his first one on one match back in nine years since WrestleMania 27. Like there's there's matches that are happening that I think deserve to be in front of a crowd, but I understand why they're not going to be. As for the multiple locations like it makes me scratch my head like and i understand like you don't want to have more than 50 people in one place but like damn like they did the multiple locations for wrestlemania 2 and we saw how much of a train wreck that was (laughs) right oh come on that battle royal is awesome the battle royal was good i liked that but
1: that might have been the only part of the pay-per-view i liked yeah sorry king kong bundy
2: is not a paper uh wrestlemania main event
0: oh r.i.p to jersey's
2: home yes an r.i.p much love much love to much love to king kong bundy but i'm sorry he
1: wasn't a main eventer Wow. Telling it like it is. JP coming out with a strong debut. I think it's going to be a strong debut tonight. And guys, um, you know, I appreciate your input on it. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I think we say with all of these shows, we're lucky to have any sort of entertainment. That being said, if it is uh, June 27th at uh, Madison Square Garden, that is uh, the VAC, uh, Mikey VAC's birthday. That would have been really cool. But we did have WrestleMania here last year. Uh, What an awesome day that was. We were lucky that none of this stuff happened last year. And uh, like I said, the show must. Go on. Um, I don't know if it needed to be WrestleMania, but it's happening, and uh, I'm not going to complain. You know, we get what we get as far as sports right now. Um, I am super thankful for that opportunity. And let's talk about a show that has absolutely knocked it out of the park. Oh, I go bro, ahead, Bill. Bro, bro, what do you got? Can I, can I just throw
0: something out? I know it's not my podcast, but let me no throw God. this out there. <laughs> yeah, bro. We just saw Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan as two days. Now WrestleMania is going to be two days. Do you guys think that this is, you know, in, in inadvertent beta test for something that has been kicked around that WrestleMania could be instead of a seven to eight hour affair becomes a two-day event? I could see that. And I don't think that would be a bad thing. Because what's the biggest problem with WrestleMania? It's just like, you, like when we got to, and Rob, you were there. And JP, I don't know if you were there. Was uh, was It was. I mean, the crowd was kind of dead for the the groundbreaking Ronda Becky Charlotte main event. I mean, like you know, at least it seemed that way. And we see that there were a lot of WrestleManias where the crowd is kind of like, I, I've put in a full work day just sitting in this arena, you know. Uh, and maybe this isn't a bad way to beta test, you know, what the WWE audience viewing wise would do. And, you know, WrestleMania, you know, a two day event might not be a, this might be, bad, especially if they're thinking of selling it, maybe to an ESPN, maybe one day is on ESPN, maybe one day it's on the network. Like could be a real interesting uh, way for them just to test the waters to see how a two day WrestleMania would go.
1: That's, I mean, that's a great point, man. I like the way you put it, beta testing. I'm personally not for a two-day WrestleMania. In this particular circumstance, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect beta test, as you put it. Now, I was there last year, got up early, uh... For the hotel, what was it? Mark out at the Meadowlands. I got some great interviews here. This is where I would normally insert name drops. Uh, well, fast forward, we had a great time tailgating before WrestleMania. Then it was a long, long day. I think all of us fell asleep at one point just because it was just a long, long day. I think pre-show started five. What it, it ended after midnight easily. Um, so we were twelve thirty. I think it ended. Yeah, easily. Yeah, exactly, man. And it was such a long day, but my issue with this and again I'm nitpicking I think you know you go this day like if I want to see Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles in the same night you know I don't want to see these guys one night and like what day do I get my tickets for or do you can you only get two day tickets like warp Tour or something like that uh, so that's a little confusing to me I like it all being one day one thing you know if it's not uh, in our area we're all going to Matt's house and having brisket you know what I'm saying <laughs> So
2: again yeah, it's like with me, like like many other people, um, we got there early to Tailgate. Um we were part of the S C E Tailgate, which had like four hundred something people. It had a wedding.
1: S C E Sorry I had to. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um had a
2: blast, like but yeah, it was so draining. I was for, I'm was fortunate to where my girlfriend lives legit 10 minutes
1: from MetLife. Nice. And we happened to sneak
2: out the parking lot. Like We weren't stuck in traffic, but we parked right by an exit. It legit took us half an hour to get home. When we were there for WrestleMania 29, I wasn't with my girlfriend at the time. I was with other friends. It legit took us three hours to get out of the parking lot, and the show ended at
1: 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, strong debut by JP here. The girlfriend, shout out already. He's doing great. (laughs) 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 All right. Smart man, smart man. All right, guys. Let's move on to uh, a show that was fantastic last night. I'm very excited to talk about this. A show with, I mean, limited, not even resources, but limited audience, you know, things are going on in the world, it's very crazy, and they made this thing happen. Uh, We've seen WWE at the Performance Center take their swings at it, and it's been great, Triple H has been fantastic, but I gotta say, it was a slam dunk last night with some of the Mr. X, Uh, I really was a fan of Cody's opening last night, having the wrestlers become the crowd, which I had heard on the internet was toyed around with Uh, As an idea in the WWE, I wasn't too high on it, but the way they did it last night with the gambling, making it somewhat of a storyline, just having that background noise added a tremendous amount to that show. I was surprised at how much I liked it. They did a fantastic job. Uh, Bill, I'm going to throw this one to you because you had a fantastic write-up on the show uh, on thepopbreak.com, man. Uh, Your thoughts on the show overall and uh, Cody's uh, you know intro I, I think people had an issue with it i really liked it i think people had an int- it, 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 it was they had an issue because they he like transitioned in early on from like real life events to storyline yeah uh but man like
0: I, I you know i've been a big aew fan from the jump and That really blew away expectations. I also reviewed SmackDown on Friday for thePopBreak.com, and it was—I thought that was probably one of the best SmackDowns I've seen in a long time. That and the NXT Takeover, basically uh, (pun intended, I guess) uh, was (laughs) were two of their best. And I thought AEW did a phenomenal job, you know, presenting a the show they always present. I think one thing that is a bit that people have knocked and. It's a little bit of a, it takes you out of the show a little bit uh, of an already odd show is you know re-airing matches we've already seen mm. you know the the men's the you know the tag team elimination chamber on on Friday the the men's Royal Rumble on Monday um, but AEW presented a full AEW show they did not care that you know. Billy Gunn's son was in the, <laughs> was the audience, which will be the most dynamite time Billy Gunn's son is going to get in a long time. Um, is, uh, no laughs on that one. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, I appreciate I appreciate uh, it. Uh, they went out, they went all out. They did what they did, what AEW always does. And I, I was like, wow, that was great. It kind of reminded me, of, and this is totally non sequitur or uh, of a, parallel but kind of like dropkick murphy's did on saint patrick's day yeah they performed to five people in a black box studio and they played it like they were going to play in front of a sold out arena in boston on saint patrick's day they played with all their heart and all their soul and that's what aew did they and cody is the face of aew he might not be the champion but he will always be the face and He's the type of guy who's going to give his heart and soul to everything he does, especially this. And that kind of set the example and set the tone for the night. And I thought it was great. They didn't hold anything back. Am I really bummed out that I can't be in Newark uh, a week and next week and see Matt Hardy in in blood and guts? Uh, yeah, totally. But again, I get it. You know, it's let's do right for the world, but. It's um, It was a great show, man. They didn't have to do everything they did, but they did it, and that was pure entertainment.
1: Yeah, man. Really well said. I love the Dropkick Murphys uh, comparison. Really, really well said. What a great set by those guys. Uh, Cody pouring his heart and soul into this company. I've seen it firsthand, you know, staying at Philly. You know, they're tearing down the ring and, and you know, the show's over and he stays and takes pictures with everyone and, and really just goes the extra mile. You know That is his brand. Uh Brandy Rhodes, I thought did a fantastic job uh, announcing. I saw your tweet about that, I think it was Bill. Bonus points, well, gotta everyone say was
0: shocked. everyone was shocked. I'm like, you know she did this in WWE for a few years, right? I mean, for what
1: for what uh did. for what show did she do it for? Remind me.
0: She- she was Monday Night Raw for a while. Yeah.
1: Was she? She took
0: over for Justin Roberts, yeah.
1: No way. Well, yeah,
0: she, me, her name yeah, wasn't was, Brandy Rhodes, it was, it was Eden Styles. Yeah. Man, uh, I, jo, JoJo took her place, right?
2: Yeah. The, after Brandy left at, in support of Cody, it became JoJo and then Mike Room.
0: Right, yeah. So she, you know, she was like two, You know. Outsiders generations ago. By the way, there's a gif right now, Rob, but you're gonna laugh of Chad from Standalone. Yeah. A wrestler using his baby carriage to ram Jimmy Lloyd square <laughs> in the groin.
1: So, uh, there, shout out to Chad from Standalone. We love Chad and JP, you know. Hi Chad. Chad. Yeah, we love, I love Chad. Chad. This show doesn't happen without Chad. That's all I gotta say right here. Um but going back to AEW, uh gotta say bonus points because they had the pyro going it was just like a regular show obviously you can't do Holy pyro shit, in the PC so much pyro. <laughs> it was great They, oh man it was amazing you know obviously I understand why there's no pyro going in the PC they did a lot with like the lights and the lasers and all that which was very cool but uh, bonus points for the pyro JP your thoughts on uh, AEW's <laughs> attempt
2: okay first has uh, um, pyro WWE we have lasers
1: <laughs> nice Ooh. Oh. <laughs> um,
2: to start the show, Cody Rhodes in the ring by himself in front of nobody, talking from the heart. It got me. Like that. That just that that just pulled me in. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this show.
1: Yeah.
2: And then one one by one, they all come out. Um, Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, and then Hangman Page doing his cowboy shit. But it, he wasn't—he wasn't drinking a beer. He was sipping a little whiskey. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet he put out. I'm talking about how he's—he's he's not gonna be drinking beer for the foreseeable future, but he's gonna be drinking whiskey. Kills—kills—kills kills, kills all germs. Exactly. Oh. God
0: damn nose. And then just having
2: the heels on the one side, the face on the other side, just providing just like providing excitement, and especially with the whole MJF and Sean Spears gambling on the
1: shows. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot, man. I thought it, it wasn't just like, you know, the wrestlers hanging out at ringside to make noise. Like, there was kind of a story. Uh, you saw Tony kind of get involved in the gambling as the <laughs> camera cut away. I thought that was kind of funny and brilliant. And uh, so there was kind of a little bit of a story to the wrestlers being... Uh, on the side, which I thought was really cool. But another thing, uh, you know, obviously the big reveal, we've been watching the free delete, free the delete series, uh, every Wednesday. I remember texting Bill yesterday, like, Hey man, did they put the episode out yet? No, nothing yet. Uh, sure enough, the big reveal, uh, Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper. What did you guys think about that big reveal? And, uh, were you guys disappointed or what did you guys think? I was
2: not disappointed at all. Cause you know what? They, they hid they hit Brody Lee in WWE, put him as Luke Harper, looked like he hadn't had a bath in six years, <laughs> and, and he'd come from the backwoods of Montana. But Go ahead. <laughs> um, But Brody Lee is when it comes to jersey wrestling, more, more specifically jersey all-pro wrestling... Hell yes, brother. is God. So, to have him as the exalted one, I knew it was going to be him the whole time because I could not see Matt Hardy as a heel doing the broken Matt Hardy. Well, that gimmick is way too over. Great, great point. So, so having Brody Lee as he... One, I like it. Now you have a, a set stable in AEW Dark Order. You got Um Brody Lee as the leader, um, Evil Uno,
0: and uh Dick Grayson. Stu <laughs> <laughs> Grayson Oh Dick Grayson
2: sounded better because it reminds me of Robin, like Batman and Robin, or <laughs> yeah. in this case it'd be Fat and
1: And Robin. Wow. Hey, Hey, I'm a fat person. I'm allowed to say fat people jokes.
2: Well, you know. And then Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver as their lackeys who have to put a mask on before starting the match. But they come out like, hey, here's our faces. Here's what we look like. But but it's just like, oh, we got to put the masks on. But yet, Stu Grayson doesn't have to wear a mask. And he's the one who needs the mask because he's ugly as fuck.
1: Wow. Tell us how you not really feel, really. JP. <laughs> what did you think about the reveal, Bill? Um,
0: I didn't, uh, you know, Luke Harper, I mean, I guess if I was just disappointed in Luke Harper, Brody Lee being revealed is mostly based on a Cole Cabana joke that he did not, have an indie run is hardcore fisherman Lou Carper. Um, but
1: I'm have crap out of that. But anyway, um, man, it,
0: it was like, AEW did like, I remember like, gosh, what, three or four months ago in like, December? I don't know math, that's why I write, is <laughs> everyone's like, the Dark Order is the worst thing in AEW next to the Nightmare Collective. Like, the Dark Order sucks. Like, we hate the Dark Order. It's terrible. I and, they, a- and they... And they've done such a great job of rehabbing that and rebuilding that and then throwing in so many puzzles and, like, clues and, you know, I, I joke, Rob, I often joke with you, just, like, the you-know-why <laughs> thing <laughs> with, like, every WWE,
1: like, like Johnny Gargan and, and, and um, Randy Orton are both like, you-know-why, and we're all like, no, we don't, but... <laughs>
0: Like and so but like sometimes wrestling if they give us a good puzzle like it, it's fun and that's what AEW was doing they were just putting stuff out they remember the message a week ago maybe maybe two the first letter of every word spelled Matt Hardy you know and it was just like we were all super excited for like who could it be and you're giving a guy that is universally thought of as just super underrated and super misused and not only are you you're giving it you're thrusting him into a main position in your company you're letting him talk and then you're like oh god like he's so eloquent and then he you know commits tracy smothers esque double mass mega homicide on christopher daniels with that clothesline i'm just like Hi, I'm in. Great. Sounds- it just sucks again that like this wasn't in, in front of Rochester, his hometown, like oh the crowd would have be been crazy. But it paid off and now you're like, oh damn, like and it's so funny. I don't know if we've ever seen a guy that big physically be like outside of Kevin Nash obviously being like the leader of a of a crew. Even Nash wasn't even the true leader of the NWO, but it was like, like a guy that big who's not, you know, just a monster or who's a heater or an enforcer. He's going to be the mouthpiece, the leader, the guy who's like, the quarterback of this stable, and that's really cool. And and if like TNA would do the stuff where it's like any WWE guy we're going to pick up and use, like they are taking a guy who was just like. No one's going to remember much about his WWE run because the last few years have been so whatever. It's like a fresh start for him, and that's super exciting, and I'm looking forward to. You're going to meet Christopher Daniels or Brody Lee or Brody Lee versus anybody? Dude, mm-hmm. all in, man. I'm I'm totally on board, and kudos to Excalibur for making a big rig reference because that was his nickname before he even went to WWE.
1: Yeah, I like it. Go ahead, JP. And to go along the whole...
2: Um, um, Dark Order I like the Dark Order because the fact that I like their finisher The Fatality
0: I've been a fan of theirs since when they were actually good guys in PWG when they were the Super Smash Brothers and Stu Grayson was like built like a toothpick And but they were banned for years from competing in the US because they were coming over I guess illegally to compete Oh wow Where are they from? They're from Canada. And if there's a there's a podcast, uh, Uno, it's probably on Patreon now, we did with Cole Cabana where the thousands of dollars, he or tens of thousands of dollars he spent to get a work visa only to get screwed over again. And like Grayson never could make it, it back in. And so AEW is the way those guys, because they were full-time employees, were able to get into the United States. Wow. And they were huge rivals with the Onboks, So I was always on board, but they were so far removed from the collective consciousness of the indie wrestling fans that it's like, unless you were super into Canadian wrestling or have a very good memory, you didn't remember who these guys were. So they weren't as a big of a deal to everyone when they started out. So they kind of stumbled out the gate
1: yeah man and uh it's you know it sounds like you guys overall on the same page for Brody lee and uh, thank you for the trivia there man that's very interesting uh the thing i did like about the dark order first and foremost is um you know they they kind of get all these guys and they're assembling people with the masks and all that Uh, as i mentioned to you bill uh at the WrestlePro show who was it representing the dark order i forget versus vsk who who was there uh, uh, it was probably Alex Reynolds. It was. That was Alex Reynolds. He came out with the mask and representing the Dark Order, so I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I kind of call him, like, the Foot Clan. And, uh, speaking of WrestlePro, a little shout-out here, JP, go ahead to our, uh, our friend Kevin Matthews, man.
2: Yeah, m- much respect and love going over to, uh, WrestlePro and Kevin Matthews. Um, as... Yeah. If you're a New Jersey indie wrestling fan, uh, WrestlePro uh, runs out of the Rowei Rec Center. Um, Kevin has been the heart and soul of WrestlePro since its formation. And now he's doing the booking since Pat Buck is in WWE. Yeah. Um, What he decided to do is hold a food drive for... The Railway Food Bank. Yeah. Um. Between himself and donations, what? Whether it be from fellow wrestlers or even fans. Um. You had Russell Pro's number one fan, Kathy Hummer. She made a donation. A couple others made a donation. Um. To help. Kevin and Russell Pro get stuff for people that are a little less fortunate right now, um, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now uh, with COVID-19 and I, I I've always been cool with Kevin and like this right there was just so much more. He didn't have to do that. He chose to do that and for that, much respect.
1: Yeah, man. Very, very well said. Yeah, I saw what he was doing. You know, Uh, they did have that show, obviously, like everything else that got uh, not even postponed, although he did try to really do everything he could to move the location to make that show happen. Um, You know, the appropriately (laughs) named show, whatever. But WrestlePro, they always deliver uh, and doing some great work uh, for some good people. So shout out to Kevin Matthews. Uh, Great job, JP, bringing that up for sure. And, uh, guys, going back to AEW, you know, we talk about the Brody... Kevin Matthews, who beat, uh, I saw beat Kenny Omega in the center of the ring at the Starland Ballroom one time. Yes. Really?
2: Wow. Uh-huh. A pop-up ego driver won that. God,
0: I can't even remember what I had for dinner, and you can remember that finish for <laughs> that match from five years ago, man. God bless. Good
1: job, no, Jake. The only reason, I, I wasn't even
2: there for that I year. was. That
0: was that team
1: of Um... Strong debut, strong debut, man. <laughs> no,
2: no, it, it, it's funny. Like, you can ask me what I did at work earlier, and I'll be like, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's
2: but fair. That's a- fair. Ask, me, ask me who won a match at SummerSlam 92.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, this is how it happened, and this is how it ended. Oh, okay. Right,
0: who won the opening? Who won the opening match in SummerSlam '92? Um, I, if my memory serves me right, it was wasn't it the Road Warriors who beat Money Inc. All right. Oh, he's typing. Uh, I mean, I'll just say yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's typing. So we got another. You know, we call VAC the Human Wrestling Encyclopedia. But uh, we might have a run for his money right now with JP.
2: Oh, Very I am. A sponge
1: of useless information. You don't tell. You know what, JP? When we do uh, eventually have our viewing party, which will probably be for Money in the Bank or SummerSlam at this point, at a Buffalo Wild Wings, we we were thinking about having Stump the Vac. So we might have to have you guys go head to head and just have people, uh, you know, ask you guys random trivia questions, and whoever. Uh, you know, we'll have to give have a kid or something represent each one of you, and whoever wins gets the prize for the kid or something. That'd be fun. I'm down. All and
0: right. And you are correct. The you open with the Legion of Doom versus Money Inc.
1: Strong debut. I was, torn be- I was torn between
2: two. It was either that. It was either that one or Smartel versus HBK with Sherry and the whole don't hit don't hit me in the face oh
0: wow that's that's me with myself every day <laughs> but i'm, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> anyway there it is there sorry is. that's <laughs> my depression there sorry
1: no <laughs> don't
0: <laughs> uh, anyway uh, no uh yeah yeah so yes kenny omega did lose to kevin matthews in new jersey that is correct uh, but, um yeah, it's like uh i thought the brodie lee thing was amazing rob what did you think
1: um, you know what? I'll say this. I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was fitting. I w- I wasn't like disappointed that it wasn't Matt Hardy, but I just like thought all the build to that. Uh, you know, and you guys had great points about Matt Hardy, you know, not coming out as a heel. I think that makes a lot of sense, but I was I was like, again, the word's not disappointed. I was a little bit like, okay, this is where they're going. You know, this makes a lot of sense. This was like a very number one pick. And uh, he came out, did a great job with it. You know, I got to let it play out before I fall in love with it. You know, I, I know who he is, but I got to see him in this role uh, and I got to let it play out. Just but like I said, was great,
0: it was a great head fake.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. And that's where I'm going with this, man. Perfectly said. And and I think you wrote that head fake is like the perfect way to explain it. Because at this point, I'm uh, texting you, Bill, and I'm like, hey, man, like, Matt Hardy literally just posted his new episode of Free the Delete. So, you know, the big reveal's done. So in my mind, it's like, okay, now he puts his episode out, uh, because we know who the exalted one is. And uh, it makes sense for him not to be on the show. And there's no more surprises. And I didn't think for a second Matt Hardy was going to be involved in this show after that. And it was brilliantly done when that uh, Vanguard 1 flew into the arena. I was like, I was in, you know, in an arena not full of people, uh, in a very limited show, uh, which they made an amazing show. When I saw that Vanguard 1 fly in, I was like, yes. And the way the Free the Delete video ended and the timing which it was released, which was probably what, an hour before he debuted, if that, uh, it was brilliant. Not even- Not even. And uh, the way they, you know, had Vanguard 1 fly out and fly into the stadium, just brilliant. And uh, really sucked me in. Kind of took my mind off the world a little bit. How about you guys? What did you think about Matt Hardy standing there?
2: I'm not a fan of the red hair.
1: (laughs) Got that. Okay. Other than that...
2: Other than that, I loved it. Like all, he did everything that he needed to do just by standing up there and doing delete, delete, delete. And yeah, man. I think
0: AW has to be commended for doing a double head fake because what they did was Brodie uh, Brody Lee, and then they had Moxley like drive off he's like don't worry inner circle i'm around the corner so people were i was you know I'm in a facebook group and we're all talking and it's just like oh who do you think is, is gonna be matt hardy and i'm like oh man like it's really looking towards like moxley's gonna be the guy because you know they have a they have a band down Moxley hates the inner circle he's around yeah but they double they double head faked us and they they weren't cute about it it was legit it was like Logical storytelling. It is very to the point, and that's why I love about AEW. Outside of okay, we're talking about the Dark Order, which is like very you know long, complicated, long con type story. But this was very much like, well, picture there, picture there, here he is. And God, man, like, again, yeah, the pop. I would have loved to have seen in an alternate timeline of a crowded arena with him coming out i don't think i think he would have actually broken a whole building with that pop yeah because it was it was all it was awesome and it, like you know you just see him up there and i'm just watching and i'm like man like i got, I got goosebumps man and it's just like it's it i didn't have the same reaction i had when they came back at wrestlemania because that was a super surprise oh yeah yeah but like i, I still think one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, that was just, it's like, fuck, man, that wasn't safe. There it is. It's just like, (laughs) that was just so good. And it was, that's what I love about AEW is just like, and this isn't knocking WWE, but it's just like, it's just like, I've been watching this shit for so long that it's just like, they still get me. They still get me. And I'm just like, damn it, they got me, and that was good. And I'm like, ah, great. And I'm pissed I'm not going to see him in order blood and guts. But again, I'd rather we flatten the curve. But I mean, it's just like, it's so cool the way he came out. And I have to say, Chris Jericho was a low key MVP of that whole show. Because he he sold the shock event because he knew when he saw it and he was like like he saw a ghost yeah. and he did a great job of commentary on commentary in that main event really putting over Cody and the the um, and the elite and their talent and just keep heightening this this match because it's been a little rushed like but you know we're only we're less than a month from uh, Revolution now we're going to this big blood and guts event and we're just putting these guys back together and he did a great job of selling that, but his mouth being open, like, Oh my God, this is not who I think it is. And it was, I think he did a great job and uh, just kudos to AEW for not
1: holding back. Yeah. I mean, they could have saved this debut or return or whatever you want to call it of, of I assume broken Matt Hardy, if all the rights are there and whatnot, Uh, he was definitely doing delete and all that uh, for a big, big crowd. If they had delayed this, I could see them doing that, but they, they stuck to the script. They stuck with the YouTube videos and they gave us something to be excited about. Cause we're all sitting at home. I think that was the right call. I think they knew they were doing that. And, uh, I, I think it worked great. You know, Matt's had that huge pop, like you said, Bill, and I'm sure he would have loved another one, but I think this was about the fans. I think this was about, Taking our minds off what's going on in the world, and uh, I think it did just that. Uh, Like you said, you got goosebumps. Um, So great job all around by AEW. I think the uh, women's Fatal Four Way match was really, really fun. Uh, I enjoy all those competitors. Um, I love you know anything with uh, the Lucha Bros or the Death Triangle. I mean, that's an instant classic, no matter what. Uh, The main event was fantastic.
0: Dick and a promo.
1: Uh-huh. and uh, just, just a great show. I, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. They, You know, I, I texted you again last night, Bill. I was just like, wow. And, you know, I am an NXT uh, purist, like uh, I was telling uh, JP earlier, you know, ever since that first Asbury Park show down here. Uh, love NXT. Love what they're all about. The talent level is insane. The roster is insane. And it always is, no matter what. And... Um, and I told Bill before the show's aired, I said, I'm watching AEW because they have a stellar matches, I think, in a way. And again, I'm an NXT guy, and I also very much love AEW. I said, in a way, NXT's waving the white flag tonight because they said there's going to be no matches. Uh, there's going to be essentially what I like to call a clip show. And it, it was a very uh, in-depth uh, look at Gargano. And, uh, Ciampa Part 7, or whatever you want to call it, which, which I really like. Yeah. Gargano's one of my favorites. And, um, I guess let's talk about NXT a little bit, guys. I have mixed sure. feelings. It was good to, I don't know, Bill, did we actually find out why? Do we know why? Because he looked into his eyes, and he, he saw,
0: and I'm just like, shut up, just fucking tell me. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's basically, he said, he thought, um... I don't know. It was some vague bullshit. It really was. I'm just like, just say he basically was saying something like Chompa, you know, he saw the old Chompa. He's he hasn't changed. He he saw through the act. And that's who he was. He wasn't going to basically like almost like he wasn't going to win clean. And no one believes Johnny, but Johnny. I'm just like, I don't know. It's still stupid. Like, it's still a shitty reason for this angle to be rehashed. Like, the match it will be great, but it's just like the players are in the wrong positions to me.
1: Yeah, I, I I love these guys. I mean, Gargano might be my favorite right now. You know, Rey Mysterio obviously being my favorite of all time, the guy who got me into this whole thing. Uh, but Gargano is my current favorite right now. I think the way that storyline had played out was perfect I would have loved to see a Cole as I've said a million times Cole Champa Gargano fight at what was supposed to be takeover which has now been canceled uh triple threat for the NXT title that would have been amazing you know the real winners as we always say the fans uh, I don't think Gargano as a heel is best for business. I don't even necessarily know if he is a heel, but that last feud that they had was perfect. He, he played that tweener role even. And then, uh, him winning the title and Ciampa coming out with the neck brace. We even got a little bit extra, you know, extra innings, as I like to say, with the DIY reunion. It was just so perfect, and and I love to see them fight, and even, you know, I was in watching this episode of NXT, I was definitely in, it was great to see more Gargano and Ciampa who are my favorites, but it just, you know, I watch every week just to get that answer, why Bill, why, and uh, you know, why Johnny, why, and they just haven't put it all, all the puzzle pieces together, like, like you said, Uh, JP, any feelings on uh, this Gargano, Ciampa rehashed feud, and uh, do you, are you fans of them?
2: I absolutely love Ciampa and Gargano. I like how they told the entire story. Yeah. they didn't just they didn't just do it from a certain point in time. They did it from the start of DIY. They did it. They talked about their match at the Cruiserweight Classic. They talked about winning the tag titles in Toronto, losing them to AOP. Like they told, like they told why they why they why Garga why Ciampa did what he did. So I was all for
1: like it told the ultimate story. Okay. Now,
2: now the one thing that I was thinking because Ciampo was saying, um, that he sees he cannot see himself and Johnny Gargano both being in NXT. So I thought it was going to be a um. Between the two of them, um, like a one-on-one loser-leaves NXT type of thing. Oh, okay. Which Ciampa would have won, and Gargana would have gone up to the main roster. But it looked like it was going to be Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream for for takeover.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, I mean, I guess we'll never know. I don't know how they're going to do it. You know the. You know, we don't know what's going on in the world right now, but yeah, it did look like Dream versus Cole, which was I guess cool. I mean, Dream just came back, uh, you know, right in that main event picture. It's been entertaining, and it was clever how they did it, but uh might be just too soon for me. It's all very confusing. And then uh as far as last night's episode, it was mostly looking back at the Gargano chompa feud, which which is great, but again, no wrestling. And I think uh Rhea had a promo. I saw a little bit of it on YouTube. Uh, nothing crazy, just kind of addressing how there will be no fans, and that's a disadvantage for Charlotte, who's used to performing in the stadiums, and, you know, Rhea, you know, learned everything at the PC, or, you know, was a big part of that, and she kind of has, like, the home field advantage, sort of, so to speak.
0: Which so, makes no sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, because yeah, Charlotte was there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I can't I wrap my head NXT around all r- this,
0: yeah. NXT right now has hit... Unfortunately, I think the worst thing to happen at NXT, and I'm sure I'm in a very small um, camp about this, was it being exposed to the main roster. It was like a double-edged sword. Like, they wanted to get NXT exposed because, one, it's on the USA Network, and two, they wanted to compete with AEW and crush AEW. And they kind of, I think, lost focus of what they were supposed to do which is just tell really good stories complemented by really great wrestling. Uh I think, I think it was all like, we got to get all these cats over. And now you have Rhea Ripley who they made look strong in a protected way. And I feel like ever, I mean, again, I'll be the minority. I don't feel like she's even close to being on Charlotte's level. Like, I think she's, she's taken a big step back in terms of quality and presentation since having to go with the main roster. NXT in general has taken a big step back too because it's like Velveteen Dream, who is over as a face, basically came back as a heel. And like and we're supposed to get behind him and he's doing a lot of things that it was a lot of confusion. And we're rerunning Dajakovic and Keith Lee for the 150th time. But why? <laughs> because we ha- they have no ideas. And it's just like let's go back to what brought us to the dance a year ago two years ago and they're rerunning that and it's like too much interference from up on high it feels like i could be wrong and so the muddy, the waters have been muddied because they have so much talent yet they have no creative direction because they're instead of doing their own thing it feels like they're worried about defeating aew and we have no real faces. We have all heels. And it's just a weird time in NXT creatively that I don't think any of us have ever experienced as fans of NXT. Because NXT has always been that haven for us to go to escape from bad WWE creative and silly angles and, and, and wacky BS. And that's kind of what we're getting right now in NXT. And I think people are seeing that and are like, this ain't my NXT.
1: Yeah, I mean, I won't say it's red alert or all hands on deck for this one, but I get what you're saying, man. If something's not status quo here, something's a little bit off, I guess. And uh, you know, Velveteen, you
0: said, it, you said it yourself. They, they, they built. You know, it was like you ran into World's Collide, and Ray Ripley already was challenging Charlotte, but she had Bianca. So what did Tony Storm even matter? Yeah, yeah and then exactly. when we got to Bianca, what does she even matter? Because she's got Charlotte Flair. So it was—it's this very weird, a weird world they've got themselves involved in, and they—I they, I almost think like this whole thing is a great way with TakeOver being canceled to get stuff out of the way, get it out of your system, course correct. And go back to what made you, what brought you to the dance
1: Absolutely and, and and again it's not off the rails or anything yet But for the first time in a long time It feels a, a little bit off Something's just not Quite right And this is before all the, the weird stuff in the world started happening So it's not that yes. you, know, you know. We know this um, It's like last week They had NXT the PC
2: But apparently this was scheduled To get the PC And they had a full schedule of matches they could have very easily done the same thing again
1: yeah i mean unless you know
2: still had matches
1: right yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, man. the The only thing is, you know, I'm sure they're protecting their talent. I mean, who knows? I mean, AEW had a huge show. I mean, let's face it, guys. Not to not to be grim or anything, but if a, if a wrestler contracts this thing, I think everything changes. Um, not to be grim or anything like that, but um, yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, and uh, you know, we want to we want to keep it positive here. We want to take everyone's mind off that stuff. But let's be real, you know, and who knows what's going on. Um, you know, behind the scenes or, you know, why they canceled those matches. I mean, AEW had a stellar show uh, before it even happened, just on paper. So, like I said, they waved the white flag uh, in, in my mind. And again, huge NXT guy. But uh, let's move on to, um, or move backwards, I should say, to Monday Night Raw this week. We had that segment with uh, Taker and AJ Styles. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, we'll throw it uh, to JP. What do you think about Taker and Styles, this contract uh, signing segment? For starters, that was the quickest The Undertaker
2: has made it to the ring since his biker days when he rode down on the motorcycle.
1: (laughs) You've done it now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I'm sorry.
2: sorry. I will always, and for, like, thinking of The Biker Taker, I will always think of WrestleMania 19, him, and Fred Durst in the ring together. And just Fred Durst going rolling, 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 rolling. Nice. Damn it.
1: Absolutely. Um, what do you think of the segment, though? I thought it was good.
2: I like the fact that they're not touching each other.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, like he went after the uh, OC. He
2: went af- Yeah, he went after um, the Kid Brothers. <laughs> but now, last time I checked, the, Royal- the Men's Royal Rumble happened... In January, I didn't need to see a replay of it. Kind of like I didn't need to see the replay of the Elimination Chamber on Friday. So, what are they planning on doing this Friday?
1: Is it going to be two hours of of Gronk? Oh, don't get talking about how he's going to be the host of WrestleMania. Yeah, man, that's that's fair. I will say this: Uh, like them replaying the stuff. You know, I obviously you know turned it off for a little bit because I had seen this already. Uh, At the same time, there's not a lot of sports on. uh, So I could see, you know, people being like, all right, like, you know, I used to watch wrestling. Maybe I'll throw on SmackDown or throw on Raw, see what's going on in wrestling these days. Or people who have never watched it, just looking for some sort of sporting event. And, uh, you know, you show your. top matches, your elimination chamber with a full crowd and the bright lights and the chants and the eliminations with the Royal Rumble and such. So that I get, but um, it's a big chunk of the show for the fans that have seen everything and are waiting for new content and new storylines or building upon past storylines. It is, and again, we can't complain. We're lucky we're getting anything right now. Again, not to be picky. Uh, I definitely want to make that very, very prominent in this podcast. Um, but for us, you know, I honestly, you know, changed the channel for a little bit or stepped away for a little bit. I've seen, you know, I know who's going to win the Rumble, uh, spoiler alert, it was Drew McIntyre, <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, interesting show, um, and then, uh, what else happened on, well, Bill, what did you think, of course, of the Undertaker Styles, uh, segment, I guess?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I liked it and I didn't, like, the multiple, like, you know, playing of the theme songs And it went a little long for me But, um, you know, it showed a little different uh, version of AJ Styles And it showed The Undertaker still an American badass, you know I mean, it's fine I mean, like, it, it's everything's going to be weird right now So I guess, I, for me, I just judge everything on a sliding scale um, Of, hey, it was weird It, it could have been I think it would have
1: run a lot worse if there was a crowd really yeah okay i think it would have been a lot worse i think he would have been the
0: undertaker but you know it was typical it's like oh here comes the good brothers they're gonna get passed around you know so it wasn't bad you know you know cut to the chase and they'll have a good match together
1: yeah i really i really hope so i've been looking forward to that match for years and years and years like i said um you know hopefully the the timing on that match hasn't passed us by and and i'm still excited for it we'll see what happens um Let's talk about, uh, on Raw, let's throw it back to uh, 316 Day. JP, let's throw it to you. Your guy, your all-time favorite, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can anyone do a Stone Cold impression? I can't. But uh, (laughs) what did you think about that, JP? I went to the grocery store, and I bought some milk. Okay.
2: What? Some hamburgers. Uh
1: What? Some hot dogs. (laughs) What? Some cold beer. What? Some ice cream. What? What? Um, more beer. What? Whiskey. What? Jack Daniels.
0: What? So,
1: okay, enough.
0: <laughs> Alright. Nice.
2: Um. Uh, I've, uh, also, i Now, granted. 316 day, it would have been a lot cooler had it been in front of a crowd. He would have gotten the big pop. Oh, yeah. I found the Byron Saxton stuff to be hilarious. And I didn't realize it until the next day when Austin posted, tweeted about it, um, that he kicked Byron Saxton right directly in the dick.
0: Yeah. Oh, he dick kicked him, all right? Oh, he. And I had to go back and watch it. I'm like, oh my god, he really did kick him in the dick. <laughs> Ugh. So I saw that in real time, and I, my wife saw it. She's like, oh my, he kicked him right in the nuts. I'm like, that might have been the penis. <laughs> yeah, but, And then watching it, and then watching. Just looking at Saxon's
1: face. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man. So, were you happy to see Stone Cold? Did that segment uh, deliver for you? Oh, absolutely! And I liked the segment that they aired from after Raw, um, when the Street Profits came out oh. and Montez Ford gave him the cup or the beer in, I, and then they just both caught stunners. I did not see that. I need which to. I got s- to h- I gotta see that.
0: Yeah, which is which is kind of ridiculous that you have a, a show with no crowd and you have dark segments. <laughs> I mean come on Well it beats
2: What they did On Smackdown On Friday when They went to commercial They stopped
0: wrestling I mean Yeah But I mean I don't mind that Cause it's just like You see it to save your Body I mean you are going to Keep wrestling through it But I thought Austin was, pre- it was Pretty rad I mean it was just like Um The dude knows How to carry a room Even if there's no Room, crowd. Yeah. and I had friends who don't watch wrestling texting me saying, "Oh my god, I watched that Steve Austin thing in front of no crowd. That was amazing." And these people do not like wrestling. Wow. So it's so yeah, it definitely resonated. And like, I think my favorite part was when he started drinking the beer and fell backwards and cut his head open. I mean, that was that was great. You know, it's just like uh, that's the thing about Steve Austin, man. He's just he's going to come out and deliver joy. It's going to be soaked in beer, but it's going to be joy. And that's what we all need right now. We just need some ridiculousness. And I thought Triple H was like a good, you know, he set that, he got that ball rolling on on SmackDown. Very
1: well said. And uh, that's the bottom line because Bill Bodkin said so. Um, Sometimes. Sometimes. That's very good. So, um, well, anything else on Raw? I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, most of it was uh, the Royal Rumble match. Anything else? Any other segments? I'm trying to think. Becky came out, had a few words. She had
0: a, good, she, had, she had a good promo. Kevin Owens had a really good promo, too, man. Edge
1: came out. Edge started the show. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I said, Challenge Thorne, the last man standing. So um, I think he, they said he drove something like 17 hours to get there or something I like that. I saw that. Yeah, because the... He wasn't able to fly there. Excellent. Oh, and uh, Ray beat Andrade.
1: Oh, how did yeah? I how mean. did I forget that, man? Yeah, Ray Andrade. I mean, that's always a great match.
0: Yeah, man. No, it wasn't Umberto, so I there, was it happy. <laughs> there
1: it is. There it is. He had to get it in. There's the Umberto jab. All right, guys, but uh, I think we covered a lot, you know, and we'll have a lot more wrestling coverage, hopefully a lot more uh, interviews and stuff coming up, you know, with our downtime. Uh, I'd like to say this before we get out of here, guys, uh, support, you know, support everybody, especially, you know, I know some people who run some local businesses, this is already h- hurting them, uh, so do what you can to support local businesses, uh, do what you can to support our friends, a lot of these uh, local wrestlers that we, the three of us all know personally and uh it's a weird time for them. I, I you know, I know one guy that's had like nine cancellations with uh within, you know, a, a week outside of WrestleMania. There's just all these big, big shows, um WrestleCon, uh you know, people that we're close with and work with and have done so much for us and our podcasts. So make sure you guys support them. And uh yeah. Any anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Uh,
2: like it it definitely Sucks with everything that's going on um, with indie companies, unfortunately, having to cancel or do empty arena shows. Because right now on IWTV, they got GCWs
1: doing the acid cup. That's right. Um,
2: Synergy next Saturday is holding the show that they were supposed to have, um, but they're doing it in front of no crowd and obviously some some matches
0: changed but yeah Freelance is doing a show on IWTV from uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees Warehouse Um, tomorrow concludes the Acid Cup Um, yeah I mean there's uh, Will Ospreay just helped I think Russell Votes do a free show um on YouTube, they got like 90,000 views and raised like a whole bunch of money for the performers. So um, I, I highly recommend subscribing to independentwrestling.tv. It's $9.99 $9. $9 a month. It's a really good subscription. And uh, the more streams you watch, the more money goes to the, um, the companies that you're watching. So it's definitely a good thing to get on there. To a lot of great indies. So, Oh, God, yeah. Like,
2: the, like if if it's an indie company here around... Chances are, they're on there. You got GCW, you got ICW, you got Synergy, you got, um, CZW, I'm trying to think, you got WrestlePro, Pro Wrestling Magic, like, if it's an indie company...
0: Pizza Party Pro Wrestling.
2: Pizza Party, I I like
0: pizza. Um,
2: yeah, much love to Chad at Standalone, and, as well as Billy,
1: Billy and Charlie, at um, Again, Kevin at WrestlePro. My friends over at Pro Wrestling Magic. Colin at Synergy. By the way, happy birthday, Colin. Aw, birthday shout. Strong debut. What did I say? This guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
2: go support, go support companies. E- even if it's like going um, to their merch site and buy merch
1: absolutely absolutely man yeah go uh, go buy a t-shirt Buy, you know message these guys get an eight by ten you know i messaged some of my friends like hey you know we need an eight by ten made out to the bob culture podcast uh which is awesome uh you know we always love seeing these guys flying from wherever they come from um so it's it's tricky right now for them and uh it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see the creative ways that people make things happen. Uh, I love the wrestlers doing stuff online right now. I love the local band scene, doing a lot of these live streams, as we talked about earlier. Uh, so support everyone. And speaking about supporting everyone, let's get a little shameless promo out of the way, as we always do here. JP, where can everyone follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff?
2: Um, You can follow me on Twitter at jpmayer80. I know,
1: very original. <laughs> I don't tweet that often. I do tweet from time to time. Um, Most of the time, I, I retweet stuff. I'm okay with that.
2: Or like something. But yeah, like I go on Twitter half the day and just look, see what dumb shit people are doing nowadays.
1: Yeah. Uh, in this world, I, I don't blame you. Bill, where can everyone follow you and uh, some shameless plugs for the site, please? Uh, well, of course, you know, anything I'm doing is uh, at Vodka
0: Writes, um, which is the W-R-I-T-E-S, uh, which is mostly just stuff I tweet about wrestling and whatnot. Uh, most importantly, I want you to go check out thepopbreak.com. Every single day, we have great writers like Rob on the site. You know, we're talking about Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NWA, all sorts of stuff. We've got reviews coming of the, new, the, the Rob Van Dam documentary um, that our, the big cat Matt Wittes wrote for us. Yeah, we also, you know, cover uh, film, you know, obviously a little bit hamstrung there right now, but music, television, comic books, uh, thepopbreak.com, follow us on Twitter at popbreak.com, all spelled out forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook and at thepopbreak on Instagram. I feel like I've said that a few times in my life.
1: Yeah, I'll say. Uh, really great stuff. And let's just say this, Bill, we have been absolutely crushing it with our interviews lately. I'll leave it at that. Well...
0: And um, and thank oh you. my
1: god yeah he just said gosh Spe- there no speaking of Twitter yes um big e uh, five hours ago um posted uh pictures of his old eight by tens. Oh wow! Holy shit! I'd <laughs> love to check that um, out.
0: Yeah, that, that's getting a retweet. That's at WWE Big E. Yes, at WWE Big
1: E. Uh, Shoutouts to Big E. I met them in September when Kofi was still WWE champion. New day. Did you hold the title? <laughs> I most certainly did, sir. Yes. Did you feel like a little kid, like I did? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man, it <that> was amazing. <laughs> All it's right. damn shame that you lost that title five days later that's right hey man I know it's crazy dude it's crazy alright gentlemen uh, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time uh, stay safe and uh, lots more podcasting to come this week alright guys take care we're out peace
0: Goodbye. bye bye